All Flex No Dex is an adult podcast. If you compared us to movie ratings, we'd be rated R. See episode notes for details. Hello and welcome back to Epi. Oh, fuck, that was dumb. <laughs> Round two. Hello and welcome back to Epi, everyone. Today we have with us Nicole. Hi, everybody. I'm Nicole and I'm playing Din Feet, the gnome mage who just wants to make everybody happy, but is not going to try very hard to do that. <laughs> and Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah. I play Zinazari. I am a dragonborn blood hunter, and I want my own horde of little dragons. And Zach. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach, and I'll be playing Dandelion. And I'm hoping to survive my next couple saving throws. You'll be fine. And our returning special guest, Azaloth. Hi, everybody. I'm Azaloth. I can be found on Twitch as a live play broadcast D&D channel. I also do a couple of other tabletop RPGs, as well as a gaming day every Tuesday. Uh, you can find me at www.twitch.tv slash A-Z-U-L-O-T-H. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us, too. Um, oh, no problem. Last episode was great. It's a uh, pleasure. Last we left off, the party traveled deeper into the Underdark. Finding slime-covered tunnels, they pushed forward until they found a half-drow named Venfira waiting for them. Venfira led the party deeper into the Underdark, eventually emerging into a massive cavern occupied by a sophisticated-looking goblin community. The party were brought to the Underlake that they'd been looking for and had a small picnic with Venfira. After munching on some gelatinous ice cubes and a deal being made, an abolith emerged from the lake and bears its proverbial neck for the party to kill it, in return promising that their greatest desires will be granted. With Venfira no longer mentally dominated, she assists with going ham on the abolith. However, upon its death, the goblins and goblets lose their damn minds and attack the party. With Dandy down and covering goblets, goblets and goblins alike fully on fire, and Damon dancing to an unheard tune, we return to combat with Zen going first. Before you start, though, I want to note your various bumps that you all have right now, just as a reminder. Damon still has Bardic Inspiration and a note for a free ice cream from Gary. Zen still has a Goblet Bone that will summon two skeletons. And Dandy still has a plus one to armor class from the Candy Coating. Even though you're down currently, you still have that bump up. So Zen, it is your turn. You have a Goblin Swarm that's on you currently. And then about 15 to 20 feet away from you is Damon and Dandy. Dandy's down, and there's a swarm that's occupying both of their spaces. And then there is a fire elemental, Brockney, who is uh, attacking and incinerating uh, one of the bigger goblins right now. And then there is the goblin boss that's still dicking around. Gotcha. Um, Venfira is elsewhere. Uh, how many did you say were on me? There is most of a swarm still on you. One, one swarm. I will die. This sounds fantastic. Um, well, do you have any potions you can drink? I have one potion. 
I got one potion that I can drink, which I will... Well, drinking a potion takes an action. Do I still get a bonus action? Yes. Okay. You still get a bonus action and your movement. Okay. I will heal then. 2d4 plus 2. Mm-hmm. 4 plus 3 is 7. 7 plus 2 is 9. I can math, guys. That's fine. So <laughs> what, are you, um, what are you doing for your bonus action? Uh, my bonus action... Um, I would get an attack for... Because I have... Um, where is it? So I have two weapon fighting, so I get to do an attack as well, or is no? Because that's a part of uh, the attack action. You have to take your main action has to be an attack, and then you can bonus action attack again. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I can't do anything as a bonus action. Um, is there anywhere I can move without getting an attack of opportunity on me? Unless you have an ability that allows you to disengage. Uh, if you try to move away, the swarm will get an attack of opportunity on you. Okay, then I just have to stay put. I can't do anything. Okay. Uh, Dinsby, it is your turn. Um, why don't you roll me a perception check, Dinsby? Okay, perception check. Well, that wasn't very good. Um, eight. Eight. Neat. Uh, it's your turn. <laughs> Oblivious, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're very focused on the current situation, which is bad. It's a bad okay. situation. Okay. Uh, so as my, I'm going to do my bonus action first and go ahead and cast Expeditious Retreat. Okay. Uh, Which, for those of you who don't know, lets me run really fast. Real fast. Your little gnome legs are kicking up water and, well, water right now. You're out in the lake, so. I am. And then, um going to there's still some groups of goblets around dandy correct yes so the swarm is partially on top of dandy and partially attacking damon okay the ones that are around dandy and attacking damon i'm going to try to catch them in a slate spell okay roll that hit die 5d8. I'm going to roll that in D&D Beyond because I don't have that many d8s with me. 18 hit points of creatures. Okay, so... And I have uh, a 20-foot radius diameter. So that will... Since you have it centered on that swarm, it's only Mm -hmm. going to affect the swarm. Um, Their swarm. That would have caught a Zenazari swarm too, but... The swarm it's on, Dandy and uh, Damon, are not all uh, asleep. So they absorbed all of those uh, sleep hit points that you rolled. Um, but the vast majority of them are knocked unconscious. There's only like two or three of them left. One is on top of Dandy, and two of them are still combating Damon. Um, and I use my action and bonus action, so that's all I got. Okay. Uh, it is the goblin's turn. Um, so Venfira for Brockney, they take damage on their turn, right? Uh, engulfed so in the fire. Engulfed in the fire, a creature touches the elemental or hits with a melee attack, they take damage. In addition, when they're engulfed, it 
the first time it enters a creature's space on that turn, they take the damage. And until someone douses uh, the creature at the start of each of their turns. At the beginning of the turn, they take the damage, yes. Okay. Uh, what's the damage? Is it a static it's, damage or you no, roll? It's a roll to damage. It's a D10. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. Big two. Big two fire damage. Well, just entering his space initially almost killed him. So uh, he, this lone goblin just continues screaming until he's melted to nothing. Uh, he's dead. Great. Uh, ah! Those horrible screams. Uh, you'd feel bad if the goblins weren't trying to actively eat you right now. I don't feel bad. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, as the party as a whole, uh, Venfira, I don't think she feels bad about any of anything that's happening right now. No. Besides maybe Dandy dropping. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only close friends of Dandy feel bad about him dropping. Right. She don't know, she don't know him. <laughs> don't owe you that. Um, so the goblin boss is going to run up and try to attack Damon. And the two little goblets that are on Damon are going to try to attack him. Um, but at the same time, they're making moves to try to hit him, which he's already dancing. His, like, his shoulders are swaying and he's like deftly dodging their attacks. At the same time, the swarm is crawling all over Dinsbeat. Not Dinsby, um, Zenizari. And uh, Zenizari, one of them gets inside of your pack and uh, he starts like screaming, hooting, and hollering. And you guys notice there's like this black energy arc that kind of sputters from your pack and bounces over and hits uh, Damon. And he just goes and kind of just like disappears and in place of where he was standing is this kind of a black energy ball and then that zips into uh Zenizari's backpack oh shit that can't be good uh the goblin boss and the two goblets that were about to attack him look completely baffled did that goblin boss have to run past Brockney no okay the the goblin boss was closer to Zenizari's side or took something out and then it came right back Okay, sorry. Wrapping my head around what you just said. So the the goblet didn't take anything out of your pack back. Oh, okay. It crawled into your pack because they're little goblets. Mm. They're all over you. So he didn't take anything out. You just heard him like he is shuffling around and he started hooting and hollering like happily. Um, Zen, you remember you're carrying the shard of team at yes. because of the party didn't want to put it in a bag of holding in case something bad happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say you could probably piece it together that that has something to do with the shard of what just happened. And the goblet's probably fucking around with that shard. Okay. The third goblet that was on Damon and Dandy is still on Dandy. Uh, he's actually going to start trying to remove Dandy's bracelet, the in- in- instrument. He's like, Pulling and tugging. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's a 20-something for his sleight of hand. So uh, he unclips that, and um, you guys, uh, he's not hiding, so any of you can see this. Uh, instead of finishing Dandy off, uh, it's starting to try to run away with uh, Dandy's magical instrument. Uh, and then Zenizari, I'm going to say the rest of the swarm will get one attack on you. So they're all trying to swarm you and steal from you as well. 
that's going to be a hot miss. Because that dice roll was fucking garbage. Yay. Uh, do, 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 and that guy's dead. Uh, so it's Dandy's turn. Danny, roll me a dust save. Oh, that is a whopping six. Oh, that's another failure, buddy. Oh, not feeling too good. Starting to see some light. <laughs> uh, Vinfira, it's your turn. Uh, great. I'm going to pop that little little uh, goblet that is running away from Dandy's body with a thing. Looks okay. important. Uh, so he's unaware of where I am, yeah? Correct. Great. I'll roll that bad boy at an advantage. Thank God for advantage. I rolled a nine. <laughs> uh, uh, so my of warning, the arrow just goes wide. Misses yeah. them entirely. Uh, it's, a, it's a very small target. Uh, to your credit, uh, that would be hard to hit a small moving target. But the arrow does go wide. Uh, anything else? Um, a bonus action. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak over to a new hiding spot and I'm gonna bonus action hide. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Great. Oh, there's the nat twenty. Okay. There we so go. Twenty-seven. Uh, you're like a fucking shadow. I have disappeared from existence. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then it is Brockney's turn. Uh, the goblin that Brockney was fighting just became Ash, right? Yes. All right. So uh, let's see. Let's scooch over him over to. So the the closest that would be there for him to engage would be the goblin that's running away with the in instrument, and the other two small little goblets and the goblin boss. Hmm. I would I would allow if you wanted to just move through all of their spaces and end with a goblin boss, you could totally do that and hit them all with your. That's what I was going to ask if I could do if he could just like you know just push through them and burn who he can on the way. For sure. Yeah. Um, go ahead and roll your damage for the goblin boss. Uh, the three goblets are just incinerated. I'm not even Great. worried about the damage there. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, so he is overwhelmed. Um, by the way, Brockney's sheds uh, 60 feet of dim light in total and a 30-foot radius of bright light. It's 30-30, so... This place is uh, lit up. Yeah. Uh, so for the touch attack, he does a plus six. So hold on, let me grab my actual dice for him. No... Uh, 17. Uh, 17 just hits him. Okay. Oh, no, um, that was the just the damage, right? Oh, for the oh, no, for the um, that was that would be to hit him. The damage okay. for the fire from walking into a space is 10. Okay, uh, 17 does hit. All right, so then here is the damage from slamming him. Um, 17 points of fire damage that was 2d6. Nope. Never mind that. I read that as a nine. Hold on, eleven. Uh, fourteen points of fire He's, damage. He is fucking dead. He's so okay. dead. <laughs> Does Brockney still have movement left? Because he moves fifty feet. Uh, yeah. I'll say you have enough movement where you get over to the the last goblin swarm that's attacking uh Zenizari. Great. I'd like to finish his multi attack on that swarm. Okay. So you move into their space and do the initial fire damage. Yep. Uh, so that is also a 10. Okay. And then the 
uh, roll to attack on the uh, slam attack is uh, natural 16 plus three uh, plus six will bring it up to 22. Definitely, uh, hits. definitely hits. And then 2d6 plus three fire damage. Another 14 because that was another 11. All right. Most of that swarm just incinerates and is dead. All right. Great. Uh, but there's still some goblets left, though. Yeah. Uh, is that it for Brockney? That would be the end of Brockney's turn. He is out of stuff he can do. Okay, so there's one other swarm that I had forgotten about. Uh, there was the initial swarm that Brockney was hammering on. Um, so there's three little goblets that were just left of that swarm, which is why you abandon it, because they're insignificant. Well, They're still on fire, so... This would have been... This would have been before they had finished burning to death. Not not every goblet okay. was on fire. The swarm okay. in general was on fire. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of them who had this like metal band around his waist uh, pulls out this little bead they had in a sack that took up most of his backpack they had. And he goes to throw it at Brockney. And he heaves it up into the air. And the other little goblet that's next to him goes, Happy birthday! And... Mid arc, the ball expands uh, to be very big. So it expands out to be uh, several feet wide, like a huge, like a thing, like a yoga ball. Um, it looked like they were using this as like a surprise attack to uh, to throw at somebody to bean them with it, but it expands and then stops in midair and then comes immediately back down on the goblins and crushes them all to death. I was going to say, Brockney's immune to confetti. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now there's a, a large yoga ball sized uh, metal, assumingly uh, a magical ball sitting there, uh, making a, a, or made a crater out of the little goblets that are there. Uh, so now we're back to Zenazeri. How many are alive by me now after all that? Uh, there is a very large fire elemental uh, within spitting distance of you, and there are still some swarms of goblets around you. One in your backpack. Okay. Um, I will um, definitely try to murder the one that's in my backpack. Or trying to. Can I just, like grab it and throw it, or would that be in my action? That would be an attack action. Attack action. I'll try to like punch it in the face kind of thing, I guess. I don't know, like grab and crush. Can I do that? Uh, roll. Um, I'll let you pick. You can either roll an athletics check or an unarmed strike. Athletics check or unarmed strike. Okay. I'll go with an unarmed strike because that's a higher uh, modifier. Okay. <laughs> uh, 22 hits, I'm assuming. Definitely hits. Okay, and so an unarmed strike damage. Oh, uh, it was just six. There's no uh, dice, it just has a number six. Right, so just six points crushes it. Uh, you reach in and it's like, stop! And just throws it <laughs> in real quick and it smashes him against the uh, the shard and, and squishes him. Uh, you don't know if he's fully dead and just has a, or has like a little concussion, but it's not moving. Okay, can I like throw it to the side so it's not on me? Or would that... 
it's in your backpack. Okay. If you want to toss it out of your pack while you're being attacked by other goblets, sure. Well, uh, there's nothing else. I don't have any other action stuff I can do. Okay, so yeah, you can flick it out of your backpack. Yeah, flick it out of my backpack and just... Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, Dinsby, it's your turn. All right. So all in all, we don't have that many goblets left, and the leader was smacked down, yeah? Yes. So there's there's less than a quarter of that swarm left on Zen, and everything else is dead, and soon Danny will be dead. <laughs> oh, whoa, hey there. Uh, I might get lucky. So um, I'm right. going to use my bonus action dash to try to get to him. Okay. Uh, you easily can. You're, I think you're only like 20 feet into the lake. Okay. Uh, roll me another perception check. Oh, another perception. Better, 15. So you notice as you start to, to make a run to Dandy, um, which you can use, you don't have to dash. You could use your, your movement just to get to him. Only move 25 feet. You sure? Okay, yeah. It'd be just, I forgot you have short legs. Yeah, so <laughs> um, you'd have to use your dash. Anyways, as you start to run to Dandy, you notice that your feet kind of like stick to the surface of the water. Um, kind of like the lake is mucusy, kind of. Like it's like snot sticking to your feet rather than water. And what I From what I know about the way that my ring of water walking works, that shouldn't be happening, should it? This this isn't hindering you at all. This is your, I've just given you a, a visual aesthetic. This isn't just water. Oh, okay. So that tells me it's not just water. Yeah, it's not just a lake. Like it's, it's disgustingly mucusy and not like swampy water. It's like snot as you're running. Ew. Okay. So that makes me think that I'm probably standing in a giant puddle of the abolus excretions. <laughs> Maybe. Anywho, that's for investigation later. I have a friend to try and save. Right. So you bonus action dash over to him. You're there. And I can try to stabilize him without a medical kit, right? Yes, we need roll a medicine check. All right. Can only do my best. That's an 11. So the check is a 10. So uh, you can see that he has, <laughs> <laughs> he has uh, numerous wounds, but a couple of them are bleeding a lot more than the others. Like they're particularly deep stabs from uh, little tiny scimitars. So you like tear open his shirt and, and use his own clothing to try to like stem the blood flow and stabilize him. Uh, Dandy, you are at zero hit points, but you are not dying now. Woo! <laughs> uh, is that anything else, Dinsby? Uh, stabilizing him is an action, correct? Yeah. Okay, then no, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, so the goblet's turn, they take fire damage on their turn, correct, Vinvir? That is correct. At the beginning of their turn, they take a d10, and I will roll that now. All right. Six. Big six. All right. And they don't see Zenazeri as a threat as much as his massive fucking fire elemental, so they're going to try to attack it. Great. Uh, and they take damage when they attack it, right? If they hit him. Okay. Then let's see if they hit. Likely not. 
Um, does a 15 hit? It does. Okay, so yeah, they do hit once. Take another eight fire damage. And they incinerate. Great. They still hit <laughs> it, though, so... Uh, they takes uh, seven points of slashing damage, non-magical. Great. And he's immune to poison, correct? Yep. All right, that's it. And those last couple of little goblets uh, catch fire and they scream and run in little circles uh, in a panic, um, trying to put the fire out unsuccessfully, and they die. And that is the end of combat. You succeeded. Yay. I'm going to search through Dandy's packs and see if I can find a potion to give him. Uh, Dandy, is there a potion in your pack? Nope. You find nothing. I was wondering if all the goblins were dead, dead, or if some were asleep, because I know you cast this sleep spell at some point. Someone will execute them. Right. They're, okay. Just assume they're dead, dead. The fire elemental's been running tracks back and forth around here. They, it, He ran over them eventually. Uh, where'd the goblin go with uh, Dandy's bracelet? It was incinerated by the uh, fire elemental. Okay, I'll go um, walk over and look for the bracelet. Okay, so that's my friend's favorite thing. You walk over there, and there's still some fire here and there, but you just kind of like pat it out, and and uh, the bracelet does have some like scorch marks on it, but otherwise it looks whole. Okay, I'll hold on to it, and then uh, just um, look around the area, see if there's anything of interest. Okay, um, so you each get uh, one thousand seventy experience points. Oh, that's enough to level. Yes. I was about to say, level up. Yep. Now I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do with the lovely up stuff. Uh, so then uh, you start to investigate the area? Yeah. Okay, so roll me an investigation check. 19. All right. And as you're doing that, what's everyone else doing? I'm hollering to everybody. Does anybody have a potion? Daddy needs help. I do not. I used mine. Um, Venfira will come out from like the shadows. <laughs> Basically, just materialize. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. I'm looking for a potion. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I have one. Is it, is it a potion of healing? Yes. Okay. Can I have it? Mm. <laughs> sure. And she passes it to you. It's a regular potion of healing. Dandy smiles really big. At, or sorry, uh, Dinsby smiles really big at you and says, thank you. That's so kind of you to share. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Dinsby, you're trying to feed this potion to Dandy? Yep. So roll me that medicine check to see if you drown Dandy. All right, nice. well, hold on. Before I, but I know I'm not very good at this. So before I do that, <laughs> um, I'm going to check with everybody and ask, is there anybody that's kind of good at this healing stuff? Venfira gestures to all of herself as if that should answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll allow any of you to uh, give her a help action. Uh, she'll okay. help. Yeah. Vampira, are you a healer? Are, could, could you do this no. better than me? No, no. Oh. I, I usually am the one making people 
in this situation. Oh, I see. My okay. hands are too big to help as well, so. <laughs> Just bear paw, Dandy. Shh, go to sleep. <laughs> Not helping. It'll all be then. over. <laughs> all right, so let's see. Roll number one. What's my medicine? Only plus one. Okay, here we go. That's a 16 for the first roll. Does that do it okay? Yeah, that's a success. Okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll the healing. See how much you uh, heal Dandy for. 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2? Okay. Um, Meanwhile, Brockney is just like going over the battlefield like a vacuum cleaner, just burning everything that is trashy <laughs> or terrible or mucusy or gross to soot. Just, I love it. Just... Seven points of healing, Dandy. And Dandy, you wake up with a start. You're live! Ah, ah, oh, it smells awful in here. Oh, Dinsey's kind of just trying to calm Dandy. Like, you're okay. Everything's all right. All the goblets are dead. Uh, Dandy, Dandy. First, first thing you notice is that your instrument is gone. Uh, Dandy begins to have a panic attack as his instrument is gone. And then he notices that his clothing is torn and extremely bloody. He is completely a mess both mentally and physically now. Uh, Zenothari will uh, walk up behind you. I'm assuming you're sitting up and we'll just drop your bracelet into your lap and say, um, I saved this here. And then I drop it. And then I walk back away because I was doing other things. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so Zenazari is searching the area. Is anyone going to do anything about the Aboleth body? That's part of the cleaning situation. You just go yeah. over the body a little bit, you know, one section at a time, deleting it slowly. Right. <laughs> Basically what it looks like is uh, kind of like those large farms that burn out weeds. It's just... Yeah. Um, so as you're looking around, Zenazari... Um, you do find a couple of things worthwhile, and uh, I'm assuming the rest of the party will start helping too, because this was a, a fairly large uh, goblin community. Mm -hmm. um, I have a link. Hold up. There's a lot of uh, mundane items. Uh, and then aside from that, there are a couple of peculiar items you found. Um, you find three of these beads one of which is that big one that expanded. Um, the other two, they're in the ash piles of the other uh, swarms of goblets, so you're assuming at least one of them must have been carrying it. And then uh, underneath the bead that was enlarged, uh, there is a ring that's in there. That was probably that metal band that the goblet was wearing. And then you find... Uh, another very shiny ring that looks like it has uh, three diamonds set in it, but uh, the three diamonds, just like looking at it, kind of look like they're fake. Like it's, it's fairly obvious that it's a, a cheap ring, but there's something about it, like a, a magical aura that's coming off of it. And then you guys find this, this pack uh, of small little different colored sticks that are made of wax. 
And it's also giving off a, a magical aura. All, all of these, the the beads and the rings and this pack of wax sticks, uh, all, are, all are giving off magical auras. Uh, and then you also find another ring that's given off a magical aura that has some uh, magical script written on the outside. But like very tiny lettering, and it goes kind of like loops around. Like there's a couple of lines uh, of magical writing, and it goes all the way down. Uh, all the way down as in like the literature is going from like one side of the ring across the ring to the other side. Dinsbeat will let everybody know that he can likely identify all of this um, when we rest next. Okay, um, probably be best to identify him first. Wait, you don't want to start trying stuff on? No. You know, Zen, Zen likes the rings, but probably wouldn't fit, so she's going to wait. <laughs> well, the rings will definitely fit you. I'm still going to wait. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I've, I've seen enough in my life of people getting um, having bad things happen to them because they pick up something shiny. <laughs> Dandy uh, wants to cast Detect Magic over towards the Abolith, or the remains of it. There, there's still some, like, the Abolith is very large. Um, so, like, it's, it's taken a little bit for the, the elemental, like, he's not instantly incinerated. In. He's moving quickly. He's, he's a big boy. Um, but there is enough Abolith left for you to see that there is some magical energy still with it, uh, but it's not very strong. It's you can't really get a uh, discerning aura of what field of magic it is, but there is like a light magical aura, probably because Abolus are magical creatures and it's dead. So its magical essence is probably waning. Okay. I was going to say, is it like it's on top of something or is it something inside of it that's giving it off? No, it itself is giving it off. Okay. Dinsbeat's uh, going to ask Venfira if um, she can call off her elemental off of the abolith so that I can try to get some possible spell components while it's still partially uh, not cooked. Oh, sure. Brockney, here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brockney comes lumbering over to you, like kind of like how a basset hound moves. Like shoulders kind of like rock back and forth as it lumbers over. Clean elsewhere until they're ready to have the rest of the body removed. Uh, yeah, it goes <laughs> off and, and starts uh, incinerating little goblin houses and making the goblin community non-existent here. Purge it with fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you want to gather some abolith? Anything that I think might be beneficial for spell components. Well, in the world of magic, anything's a spell component for something. So you definitely can harvest whatever you want of this abolith. Great uh, alchemy. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think any of your spells in particular um, call for anything uh, abolith oriented. Uh, roll me an arcana check. Sure. 11. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Does it have to do with history? No. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, as far as you know, any part of this atlas will probably be useful in some sort of spell component or something. Okay. So I'll take kind of like a little bit of everything that's there. So some skin. Well, it has skin, right? Not like scales. 
Yeah, the, it's it's very much similar to uh, an eel. Okay, so take some of its skin, and if I can find any teeth, take a few of those, and some of its mucus, and okay. whatever. Yeah, you have a, a little bit of everything from it. Um, I'm going to mark that down as aboleth pieces. Okay. So you do that. Uh, also, something else that you find, uh, you find this small metal box. Uh, Denizera, you, you find it. Uh, you can sense magical energy coming off of it. And uh, it's a small metal box, and it's intricately carved with scenes of sleeping children and teeth. Um, when you pick it up, it's slightly warm to the touch. It has a small lid and latch. Hmm. Children and teeth? Yeah, teeth. Like sharp teeth? No, like human teeth. Ugh. Is it unlocked? Yeah, you can open it up. Before you do, as you're thinking, like you're checking to see if it's locked, the box shakes slightly. Mm. Mm, mimic. Mm, you don't it. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to put it down and stab it with my scythe from as far away. <laughs> I hold the scythe out really far and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you hit it and the box tinks. You left a, a nice dash, uh, gash in it and fucked up the scenery of sleeping children and teeth on it. Uh, it doesn't Maybe. come alive, though. Okay, can I use the tip of my scythe to like open the box? Uh, sure. Neat. I'll do that from far away. When you do... Oh, holy shit. Uh, you... You open it up gingerly, and 12 tiny little fairies are released from the box. And they kind of like like a small tornado kind of swirl around the box and then come up to you. And uh, they look to be waiting for a command. Ah, what? <laughs> First dragons, now fairies. Um, you can tell them to go back into the box. Will I get something different? Well, you don't know. You haven't identified this magical item that you're fucking with. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell them stand by, I guess. They can just fly, okay. hover above my shoulders or whatever. I don't know. Play with Fireclaw. I don't know. Uh, they don't. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm just gonna just let them follow me around until I figure out what this box is. Okay. Uh, and then... You also find, uh, say, one of the fairies uh, picks up this this sack for you and brings it over to you. Uh, it is. Let me pull up my notes. Uh, they bring over this this small little leather pouch. Looks very worn and old. And inside the pouch, um, nothing magical about it. You don't feel any magical aura. But there's five round and flattened pieces of gold with a humanoid impression stamped on them. Uh, the images are very worn and impossible to tell who they're, they might have supposed to have been. Okay. I will put that in my bag and I will pick up the box and hold on to it till I can get one of my little friends to identify it. Okay. Um, that's, that's it, though. And uh, Brockney goes about and incinerates everything that's here. Uh, do you guys push on? I on. This is this is the lake that we were supposed to find, right? Right. Supposedly. Supposedly. You were supposed to come down and find out what's in the lake. 
Yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, it's not important anymore because the guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> right. And did Damon ever mention finding a shard in his hoard? Uh, nope. Is there well, any is other pointless. exits from besides the one that we came through? Uh, yeah, definitely. If you wanted to explore deeper into the Underdark. I would imagine you all are done with the inner dark and would like to leave. I mean, yes, but if there's a shard down here, I'd like to look around. It's your, uh, I'm just going to give this to you. You you can piece it together that the dragon was lying. There's no shard down here. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> I would like to take a long rest now. I is tired and hurt. Dandy is mending his clothes. Okay, so we're going to take a long rest here? Yeah, a long rest probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, a long rest, please. Okay. So you guys all uh, take a long rest and gather around the uh, brazier where you're having your little picnic previously. And um, after about an hour or so, uh, Dandy, your uh, candy coating kind of just falls off of you in like little pieces and just falls to the ground. Um, Rocky anyway. would return at the same time up to the brazier. Okay. And he just goes back into the brazier and yeah, becomes like some kind of spirit that occupies it. Okay. And so, yeah, you guys start taking your long rest. You have a new ally, possibly? You guys want to ask uh, Venfira any questions or inquire into what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be uh, definitely something Dinsbeat would want to know more about. Do you perhaps know why it was doing all this? Why it chose to die? Aboleths are strange creatures. Sometimes they have their own motives for things. Normally they would spend their time creating schemes and that sort of thing. However, this one... Definitely wanted to die. Um, yeah. I don't really know a whole lot about it. Then it was controlling your mind. Yes, I find that unpleasant. Did you just stumble upon this cavern and then become controlled? Yes, I was exploring the underground and I came upon this space and the Aboleth took control of me as soon as it could. Well, that sucks. Mm. How much do you know about Avalos in general? Not a whole lot. Only what my matriarch has passed down to me. Where are you from? DM, where am I from? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you would be from uh, one of the cities from Faerun in the Underdark. Okay. Yeah. Um, that. She'll, she'll say... Uh, Oh, you've probably never heard of it. It's not even on, even remotely close to here. You did, if you haven't spent any time underground, you definitely haven't heard of it. It is entirely in the Underdark. It's a city. It's uh, There's a lot of spider motifs. I'll put it that way. Oh, well then. Uh, Zen, are you checking out the, the shard at all? One of your party members did just zip into it. Nope. I'm just gonna not register that. 
I beyond my mental capability of what just happened. Okay. Well, None of my did... business never happened. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I just, I, our, our, one of our guys is gone. I'm not too upset about it right now. Um, Dandy, you do notice that Damon's missing, and Dinsby, you saw what happened. Well, right. I'll tell, I'd tell them what happened, what I saw anyways. But I'm not going to be too upset about it, because, you know, I forgave him, but meh. Yeah, you're a dick like he is, that's fine. Yep. He's not little and short, I don't care about him. So, uh, Dinsby will convey that he did see what happened, and um, ask use in his area if he can see the shard. Yeah, and now we'll pull it out with a rag wrapped around it and set it on the ground. Slightly covered in goblin bits. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little splattering of goblet brain on the side of it. They thought they could steal from me. Didn't work out quite well. Uh, so you unwrap it and start taking a look. You want to roll an arcana check? Love to. Would I be able to give an assist on that? How so? I have an arcana of plus four, and just seeing if there's any general change that I can point out. I will say your arcana check would be more based on your legends and lore that you might know. So I'll allow it in that sense. About the shards themselves? Yes. So say me knowing of anything about people getting sucked into them? Yeah, if there's ever rumors of it. Okay. So am I rolling at advantage, or are you just taking that into account with my roll? Advantage. Okay. Ooh, I didn't need it. That's a 23. Ooh. Uh, you can tell the shard, um, it's kind of almost pulsating. Um, it, it seems like maybe by a living creature actively touching it has activated it. And so then it uh, sucked Damon in. Why it took Damon, you're unsure. Um, but with Dandy's help, uh, Dandy points out that with the magical energies and him being sucked, uh, him being sucked into it, it's kind of portraying the same characteristics of that mirror that Tall Hat had for Cell. So it might be kind of a soul trap thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Okay. And or no, actually, didn't be wouldn't because he was asleep for that meeting, wasn't he? But we retconned that so you could rent from Tall Hat. So okay. yeah, you, you you remember the mirror? Okay. Um. However, upon uh, upon touching it and activating it, it's likely that this artifact has other abilities too. But it was probably just one of its abilities. The goblet probably wanted Damon specifically to be sucked into it. And so, because he was actively thinking about it, it probably happened as as a result. Okay. Hmm. Do I see any changes in the surface? Like, is it swirling? Do I see Damon in there banging his fist against the side of the crystal going, let me out? <laughs> no, it is uh, jet black. Um, you just, you can sense the uh, magical energies um, kind of pulsating from it. Okay. Rather than that stagnant uh, energy that you felt when you guys first found it, um, just like that powerful artifact energy, like, ooh, this is big time shit. Um, now it's kind of like pulsating, radiating, like it's currently active. Okay. Sort of like, I'm imagining sort of like when you get really close to a really powerful power line 
and you get that like buzz or that warm, warm, warm. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Venfira, you feel the slightest of vibration in your backpack. I'm going to keep that to myself. Okay. <laughs> I have an idea of what it is, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Okay. Does Dandy hear uh, Ven's cell phone go off? <laughs> Someone just calling about my elemental warranty. It's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go to Speakerstone. It's fine. Uh, all right. Well, I'll wrap it back up. Uh, anything with this um, inspection of the stone lead me to believe that uh, it might be okay to put it into my bag of holding? With that check, it's it's likely okay. Um, it's it's not another pocket dimension, and usually that when you put in other pocket dimensions into each other, that's when bad things happen. Um, it's likely it'll be okay to drop it in there. Okay. Um, I will, Dinsby will move like pre, as far away as he can from everybody else in case this does go wrong before he will drop the shard into his bag of holding. Okay. Can uh, he do that? We did uh, decide that the shard is like huge, isn't it? It's about a foot, foot and a half long. And about like five inches wide. It's it's pretty big. It's like a like a really long dirk, almost a short sword size. So then we'd be able to wedge it into the bag of holding. Yeah, you can get into the bag without it tearing. Right. Okay. Okay. I think the issue before was we didn't know what was going to happen if it yeah. would implode. Yeah. Um. So you get it in there and hold your breath and you do the final drop and let it go and kind of flinch away. Uh, and nothing happens. It get, goes into the bag. Oh, um, when is my, does my duck just lay an egg whenever the 24 hour mark hits? No, you have to have it lay an egg. Okay, cool. It's not just quack. Oh, egg. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't I, sure. <laughs> do you imagine how chaotic that would be? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did that initially just to show you what it did. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about, or do you want to finish a long rest here? Um, I could I'm have not... the egg have an egg. I mean, I could have the duck lay the egg and see what happens, but it's also a mystery. So it's up to you guys if we want to do that. Have we already fully rested? This is that is what I'm asking you now. Is if, if there was any more dialogue you'd want to go over while you guys were resting? Because it's eight plus hours. So ah. No. Dandy would like to continue to rest. Rest, yes. Dinsby still has questions. Venfira, what are your plans now? I think we're going to find a nice villa on an actual lakeside that doesn't suck <laughs> and have a nice vacation <laughs> after this. You know... Oh. How long was he controlling you? I, mm, you know, time gets wibbly wobbly when you're under mind control. I would, if I had to guess, it'd probably be about a week, but could have been longer, might have been shorter. Hmm. Okay. So 
not interested in joining us on our quest for the shards of Tiamat then. Oh, you're on a quest for the shards of Tiamat, huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. Why are you on a quest for the shards of Tiamat? To destroy them and stop the cultists from bringing Tiamat back. Hmm. Or adventure in a story. Dandy pipes in. I'm going to go out on a limb here and postulate an idea. Um, that idea being, if you gather the shards, all, all of the shards of Tiamat, I don't know how many there are, um, all in one place, doesn't that make it easier for the cultists to get them because you've done the collecting work for them? Yes, that would, if we kept them all and didn't do anything with them. I'm so planning on learning how to destroy them. Ah, okay. Hmm. Well, when you figure out how to destroy them, look me up. I'd be happy to help then. Is there some sort of way that I could get in touch with you? Uh, is there some sort of way she, that I am aware of that she uh, that he could get in touch with me? Um, there are numerous uh, magics that you could cast, like message. That Does message work with just knowing someone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah. I think I have message. It's a fantastic spell. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's also there's also sending, um, and that one is much more long distance, and you can do it across planes. I think. That yes. one's priest, though, isn't it? It might be cleric where you can only you only have a certain number of words that you can use yeah. to a certain point. It's cleric it, and twenty five words. Yeah, uh, she says you're a wizard. I'm sure there's something in your um, spell book or your future spell book that could reach me. Oh yeah, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. If if nothing else, as far as game mechanics wise, Dinsby can make a spell. Oh. Uh, I, I would allow you, like, if this is your focus, instead of learning something else during your rest, you're starting to actively work on making the spell message or sending or what have you. Now that you have this in mind that you want to be able to get in contact with a specific person that's elsewhere, but you know them, you can start crafting the spell around that. Oh, creating spells would be a good start on uh, my school. Anyhow, yes, I'm sure I'll be able to reach you if needed. Wonderful. Okay, uh, any more questions? No uh, more questions no. from Dinsbeat, but Dinsbeat does still want to identify all the magic items we just found. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you're going to do that still. I will definitely uh, present you in my box. I'll say, don't open, but here you go. Are you very oh, box? Are you yeah. casting the spell identify? I certainly can. Okay. And you can cast that as a ritual, so don't worry about slots. Okay. So the three beads that the goblins had are called beads of expansion. The rings was a cursed ring of seeking, a cursed ring of wishes, and a ring of bureaucratic wizardry. Bureaucratic wizardry? Yeah. What the heck? Uh, Follow uh, the proper forms, get the proper spells. Yeah. <laughs> the ring is uh, bureaucratic wizardry is, is funny. It's it's more of a curse than anything. But um, in order We're to cast a spell, in order to cast a spell, you have to fill out the proper paperwork before you can even cast the spell. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounded like that. So they're all cursed. Neat. The rings are yeah. Um, yeah. 
the the ring of seeking was the one that the goblet was wearing and basically anything any ranged attack that you use immediately comes back to the person wearing the ring of seeking oh um and then the cursed ring of wishes um if you wear it whenever someone says out loud i wish this would happen then that person wearing the cursed ring has to go do that <laughs> um and then the pack of uh wax sticks was a pack of magic crowns and your box zenizari is a box of tooth fairies uh so their purpose zen is that when you uh, open it up uh-huh. you can have them uh once per week as an action uh you can command them to steal a tooth from an enemy Ooh, i uh, like it- that it takes eight hours to complete the mission, and then uh, the target has to make a con saving throw, and on a failure, they have disadvantage on any attack roll made against the owner of the box for 1d6 days. Neat. So I can open it once a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. How long do they stay out? For eight hours, and then they, they go back in the box. Or they oh. leave. Um, after eight hours, there is a small chance that they'll just not return to the box. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I will add that and let have them go back to the box and put the box in my backpack. Okay. Um, so those are the items identified. Uh, you guys finish your long rest, and that's where we'll stop tonight's game. Oh, man, so- I'll have the duck lay an egg in the morning then. <laughs> <laughs> Vinfira, um, Thanks for joining us again. Uh, love having you on here. Thank you. Thank you. It was a good time. Greetings, surface dwellers. This is the Abolith. Thank you for staying tuned and listening to episode six. We all appreciate you for sticking around to the end of the episode. And please, Follow us on your various social medias, rate us, review us, and stay tuned for the next epi coming out March 30th. Voices you heard tonight were as follows. Ben Fiero was played by our fantastic guest, Azaloth, Dinsby by Nicole, Zenozeri by Hannah, Dandelion by Zachary Spangler, and our DM running the show was Tony Spangler. I'll you next time.